Get it out of the way now. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to Top of the Table, first edition of 2013. Happy holidays and happy New Year, everybody. Brian Bentley along with Chris Ballard. And go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Show it all off. Clam! There we go. If you can't tell, Mark is coming to us from Los Angeles. Uh, hey, uh, guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you to Jeff Katz and all the good people at geekweek.com that let us come on here and do this. Um, I want to talk about uh, a couple of things since it's been a while since we've been on. Yes, it has. And I'm going to start with, uh, with Chris. Um, there was a, a wonderful, wonderful event up there in Newtown uh, headed by Dynamo GM Chris Canetti and a lot of, uh, a lot of current and former players uh that took place and you were kind enough to volunteer just floor is yours just want to hear all about that yeah uh well i don't know if people know this but i actually live in newtown um i don't really know a huge amount of people here because i'm not here an awful lot i i work two hours drive away so you know i'm out early and back late but i know a few people around and, and then when i found out that mls were coming up to do something i thought i would try and help so i got hold of uh, Chris Kennedy first, and then he put me in touch with their media guy. Um, and then over holidays, it kind of morphed from simply a Houston thing to an MLS thing. Uh, I think originally they planned to bring up four or five Dynamo players, and that was it. Um, but over the holidays, it kind of grew, and they got Mia Ham involved, and Lexi Lalas, and then MLS Works got involved as well. And in the end, they brought up, I think, 40 players altogether uh, to, to kind of just have some fun with the kids of Newtown, uh, there were about 1,200 people showed up over two sessions, uh, two one-and-a-half-hour sessions, and it was just a really, a really fun time. I mean, I, like I said, I don't know most of the kids, um, but it was good to see them have so much fun and running around, being excited to see Donovan and Mia Hamm um, and, and play, players of these kind of, of notoriety and, and fame. Uh, I thought it was an excellent gesture from Chris Canetti to get the ball rolling. He's, he's from Guildford, I think, which is about 20 miles away, so he knows the Connecticut area pretty well. And Newtown has a really popular soccer club for kids. They've got something like five, 600 kids playing in their system. So, you know, it, it's not like it's not uh, a big community anyway. Um, and I just thought it was a genuinely a, a nice thing for MLS to do. Um, and I think everyone had a, had a blast. It was a lot of fun and it was nice to be able to forget the horrors of the previous four weeks for a while, you know? Absolutely. I mean, um, so it was, it was two sessions in the big indoor facility there, is that right? Yeah, the, uh, the local businessman, I, I forget his name, but he's made a lot of money over the past 20 years doing construction. Um, and there's a former university campus in town, which has right. been kind of disused for a while. So he bought one area of that and he built this facility. It's, it's the first time I've been there because it's not somewhere you drive past. You have to go you know, specifically to that place. But it's got a huge indoor uh, AstroTurf um, football, soccer area. It's got basketball courts, tennis courts. Oh, wow. Um, it's really very impressive, actually. Um, and MLS took over the entire uh, foot, you know, soccer facility. They had things like uh, plenty of shootouts, um, autograph booths. They had one, the bouncy castles, where you kick it and see how far high you can hit it, um, which was very, very entertaining. I spent most of my night doing the penalty kicks. Um, we managed to get a few of the MLS players to come over and go in goal. Um, Michael LaHue um, and 
Oh, I've forgotten the, the game. The guy from uh, Vancouver, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was there too. And they just seemed to have a lot of fun. And most of these kids were five to about maybe 10 or 11. There were a couple of older kids, but, you know, when there was a little girl at six years old trying to take a penalty, these players would very obviously dive out of the way and let them score. Right. Which was, they just seemed to have a whole lot of fun. Um, and the interesting thing was when the two Philadelphia players, Michael Lahoud and I forget who the other one was, they saw a guy walking around in a Novak Poland shirt and the two of them just cracked up and insisted they take photographs of them. <laughs> so they got, they got this kid in the Novak shirt to turn around and then either one on each side and just like, Ooh. it was just, it, it was tremendous. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting. I mean, this is not related to Newtown, but speaking to Michael Lehu a little bit about Novak leaving, he was very happy to have him leave by the sounds of it. Um, and he said, I should get down there and watch a game down there because I haven't, I've not been down to Philadelphia yet. Um, so, yeah, I, I think a lot of the players who showed up, I think, were overwhelmed by the amount of gratitude that people had. Um, you know, I made, I tried to kind of go around and say thanks to people that I that I could, like Brian Ching, I saw, um, said thanks for, you know, coming up, and he was at Ola. He, uh, not Ola. Uh, Aloha. Aloha. He's very Hawaiian, that dude, isn't he? Um, but it was it was seriously a lot of fun. I did feel bad for Chris Tierney because in the uh, autograph booths he was put alongside Mia Hamm. So he had Chris Tierney, I think it was Chris Tierney's mum, and then a queue a mile long for Mia Hamm. I felt kind of bad for him. Um, there was a, a Q&A which was uh, moderated by Bob Lee from ESPN. He came up uh, talking to you know, Donovan and, and players like this. And Donovan did briefly say that he was going to be retiring soon but he didn't say anything more than that. I think he realized what he'd said and then didn't say anything else. Um, and it was just it was just a lot of fun. It was organized jointly by Houston Dynamo and MLS and a couple of the, the uh, there's a, UF, a UF, oh, USL Pro uh, team up here called CFC Azul, and they got involved, as did the college team from Quinnipiac University, which is Christine's alma mater. So they were... They were helping run the pickup games with Alexi Lalas, who was very entertaining watching him play with the little kids. He seemed to have a blast as well. And, and like I say, it was just a fun night for all. Um, I realized upon watching the video that I need to get myself to the gym. Um, but apart from that, it was a lot of fun. And people say the camera adds 15 pounds, but there must have been five or six cameras on me because <laughs> <laughs> it was not an entertaining. That was the same response I got. So the, like two days later, the video is up. And I sent Chris a text, and I said, "Oh, look! Look who made the highlights of the uh, of the MLS night." And it was an immediate response of, "Well, I hear the camera adds fifteen pounds, and there were four cameras on me." <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I have actually joined the gym since then, so you know, baby steps. But uh, yeah, like I say, I, I can't speak highly enough of the organization. It was it was very well done. Um, they had a, a silent auction for Houston Dynamo uh, merchandise. I don't know how many people bid on that because. You know, who's even done a Houston Dynamo merchandise? Right. Um, and Kinetti and the front office of Houston have said they're going to come up again in three or four months for a follow-up on a smaller scale. I don't imagine you're going to get the same kind of publicity you got for this event, but I think it shows that they, they want to keep involved. Um, there were some other big-name players that came up, like Dero was there. Yeah, Dero was there. He was funny. He was watching the pickup game, and I said, do you want to play? He said, well... Not really. I said, why not? He said, because if I injure one of them, I'm never going to hear the end of it. <laughs> um, 
yeah, Donovan came up. You had, um, I think, every single uh, MLS team was represented except for um, Portland and and. No, Paul Stanzizo was there. Oh, he was there. yeah, he showed up. I think Kansas City was the only one who didn't have a guy, and he was supposed to get up, but his flight was cancelled. Um, I'm told there was a cheapest guy there, but I actually didn't see who it was. I didn't see him, but I saw everybody else. Um, He's probably the guy covered in a tarp. Probably. Um, Kenny Cooper was there. He, you know, he he seemed to be enjoying himself. Houston put up their two MLS cups, which was you know nice of them, I suppose. That they they had those on display and they were allowing people to take pictures of those. Chris, so, I'm sorry. Real quick, does Kenny Cooper look as classically gothic in person as he does on TV? <laughs> he really does. I mean, is he really that chiseled in the face? I was tempted yes. to go up to him and say hello, Sebastian, but I figured I'd probably get punched. I, I, I'm not knocking the guy. I'm just, I, you know, because you see a lot of people. I see a lot of people on TV. I see him in person. Nah, nothing. Yeah, but he has very sharp features, yes. He's just yeah, striking. He, he, yeah, he is very angular. Actually, he's a, he's a very nice guy because he's quite, it sounds obvious, but he's a tall guy. And he's pretty bulky as well. But, when you know, he's very quietly, softly spoken. It's kind of... Uh, Strange to hear him speak sometimes because you kind of like speak up, Kenny. I can't hear a word you're saying. Um, hey, Chris, did Dan Kennedy make it? Um, I didn't see Dan Kennedy. Did Allison see Dan Kennedy? If she'd seen Dan Kennedy, he'd still be here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he'd be in your basement now, right? And she'd be. In he your wouldn't basement. be in my basement. He'd be in her basement. <laughs> Come on, let me out. I, I want to leave Chivas. Not Shut enough. Up. Not enough water heaters in his house to handcuff Dan Kennedy to. Oh. Uh, it's uh, yes. Um, well, yes, kudos, kudos to you for for getting involved, Chris. And I wanted yeah, I, absolutely. I wanted, to, I wanted to talk about it, and I wanted to make sure oh, that well. you got uh, you got your yeah. I mean, like I say, I, I I there wasn't a whole amount I could do immediately after the event. I didn't go to any of the memorials or anything like that. But I thought, well, MLS, this is right in my wheelhouse. I should definitely go to that. Right. And I think the Houston people got a little bit annoyed with me poking them every two days, saying, "Can I go? Can I go?" And then they said, they said, yeah, all right, just show up. Just go. Yeah. But, uh, I'm not proud. I don't care. I got a free yellow T-shirt out of it, so what can you do? You know, it was great. You know what that just made me think of? Have you seen that wildlife video going around with the uh, with the meerkats? No. And the one meerkat just kept yelling, Alan, Alan, Alan. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I've always, thought, I've always thought of you when I saw that. I don't know why. Yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was really a lot of fun. I felt very sore the day after. I wasn't expecting to do so much exercise, although, as already mentioned, that might have been my, my athletic shape. I have a feeling we've started something new. Ballard, Ballard, Ballard. Ballard, Ballard, Ballard. Uh, so, Ballard, so, Ballard, so Ballard. That's the... Uh, that's the soccer night in Newtown uh, that Chris was a part of. We were going to try to talk yes, about it last week, but Chris wasn't feeling better. Feeling well. Major but... props to Chris Canetti. Ab- absolutely. Yes. That was a phenomenal thing to do. And everyone involved. That was just great. Um, we're going to spend today trying to get caught up on everything that's happened in the MLS uh, with the draft, with the uh, uh, re-entry draft, players uh, <laughs> being options being declined, options not being picked up. Um Mysteriously leaving, I'm going to say Kevin Hartman. Uh, uh, going back to that question I asked you off air. Yeah. Let's talk about that on air. Go. Go. What is going on at FC Dallas? Is, 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 is Hinman really, you know, that much of a, of a dictator that he's uh, 
tossing anyone that disagrees? Or is that just scuttlebutt? Do we know? Do we have any ideas? Do we have any opinions? Uh, uh, he is very... Um, he runs a tight ship, I will say that. <laughs> That's the nice way of saying the guy's a dick. And, you know he that, wants, right? and he wants players to buy in, and if you don't buy in, you don't play. I think the perfect example of that is Dax McCarty. Um, he doesn't like, uh, doesn't necessarily like younger players, which is ironic coming from a guy that coached college soccer for 20-something years. I was going to say, do you think the fact that he needs everyone to buy in is kind of a hangover from him being a college coach? Where they have to buy in, they have no choice. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting that you say he's not really into the younger players, but maybe he's just not into the younger players that he's got at Dallas, which is well, no. because they haven't drafted a huge amount of players that have done a lot of stuff, I would say. Right, and that was the thing uh, before the draft. Uh, he made the remark that he didn't want any generation Adidas players because when you've got a kid that comes out as a freshman, then they they're, they don't have that experience. And when you draft a kid that's a junior coming out generation Adidas, they don't have that experience. It was kind of the same thing. And I, and I felt like he was giving the impression that he, that he wanted four-year four year players. And then the, I wonder how and much of that the, Generation Adidas thing is, though, that it, they come with the higher salaries, so they're a lot harder to move on after a year. Well, the, the league is responsible for the Generation Adidas salary. Mm. Parts of it. As, my as was explained to me, I, I, I said, explain to me Generation Adidas salaries, and it was that part of it is guaranteed by the league. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the the allocation money conversation. I, I, I don't know that it's guaranteed. It's all salaries are guaranteed by the league. It's those don't count against the cap. That's what it is. Generation Adidas doesn't count against the cap, and Generation Adidas are those players coming out of college that Adidas believes are going to be the marketable guys. Right. And Dallas has had two of those: uh, Andrew Wiedemann, who did nothing uh, when he was here. Um, and ended up being traded to uh, being traded to Toronto in the uh, Ugh, Julian de Guzman deal, and since had his option not picked up, and then Perry Marasevich, and he did nothing while he was here. There are a lot. I, I don't know what the the success rate of his GAF thesis is, but it's not anywhere near a hundred percent, is it? I mean, I can't think of any. Omar Gonzalez. Class. Omar yeah, Gonzalez. Can you name any from last year's class? No. Well, the, the, I know Nagby was from the year before, and he's done pretty well. But well, that was the irony of the whole thing for Dallas is that is that Coach Shell Simon said, "I'm not, I don't want any generation Adidas players," and then they ended up getting getting Zimmerman to fall in their lap at seven. Um, which and they hide they they uh, as I was saying just before we came on there, they took a guy and I think in the second round. Who's not even saying he's going to play again? Right, he's on a mission somewhere. Right, he's the the their second round pick. Was a um, was a kid that they picked uh, number twenty from UCLA. Um, I will give you his name, Ryan Hollingshead. And the word that that was given out press wise was that you know this is a kid that was supposed to be top four. He was Pac twelve Player of the Year, um, but he decided to go on a mission trip, so he kind of fell, and we thought it was worth the risk. And there's been kind of rumblings that he's not going to play soccer again. That he's done. Like he's on a mission trip till July and. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't begrudge the kid if that's what he wants to do. Then fair play no, to him. No, exactly. You know? No, you can't. You can't. But you have to question Dallas. Thinking, you know, they must have done excellent hair, Mark. They must have done some research um, prior to picking him. So 
it just seems like a wasted pick to me. Although, I mean, how many good players are there that far down in the draft? Well, we got Ty Harden a few years back. He played his rookie year. Yeah, you know, didn't do that well. He was picked by um, what's his face, the Dutch guy, Rude Gillett. Rude Gillett picked him. Uh, he played his first year for us. Obviously, it was a crap year. Didn't do much for us. Went on went on mission. Came back and we we released him to. Salt I've seen Lake. him pop up. So yeah, I can't remember where he ended. I remember, up. I remember we released him to, but he's bounced around a bit. You know, I mean, this kid could, could come back, but it. It, it it's weird. It was a weird draft selection, knowing that he's going out on mission. I don't know. Let's. Um... It's actually San Jose right now, Ty Harden. Oh, is he okay? Yeah. Let's let's talk about some moves uh, throughout the league, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna go in alphabetical order only because that's how it's in front of me right now, um, and want to get uh, thoughts to you. Chicago picking up Mike Santos in the reentry draft, trading for Joel Lampierre and Jeff Lorenowitz. Oh, Brian, I'm sorry. Do it. Uh, going back a step. Yes. Sorry, it just no. popped in my head. No, go ahead. Uh, that link, please send it to me and talk about it for a second. Oh, the third degree article? Yeah. Uh, yes, there is an article on thirddegree.net. Uh, it's a local, uh, it's the local people that cover FC Dallas here. Um, and they have a story that's on their site right now called, uh, it basically talks about every player that's ever butted heads with Shellis Hyman has been gone within six months. And it goes player by player, and it talks about uh, it talks Heath Pierce, it talks Daniel Hernandez, it talks um, Dax uh, McCarty. Dax McCarty. It talks potentially Breck Shea, which we will get to. Um, well, we might as well talk about it now. Breck Shea. The rumor is there's been a three and a half million pound transfer fee agreed on between Stoke and FC Dallas, with Breck Shea going for a uh, one week trial over to Stoke in the EPL. So, and we and we remember, you know, everybody remembers the blow up last year of uh, at San Jose when when uh, Shea came off the bench. So it's a valid theory, and what I'll do is I'll I'll post that link on the website uh, for everybody to look at later after this. So back, he was always a player who people expected to move on to Europe eventually, wasn't he, Breck Shea? But he had a pretty yes awful 2012. He, he played he played hurt. Yeah, he had I think the only thing he did well was he. He had a, a, about 20 minutes for the U.S. team where he was really good and he helped sort, you know, set up a goal. But that was all he did all year. Um, and his stock has clearly gone down if he's you know, looking at Stoke. Well, and, he play, well I mean, and, he's, and he's played hurt. I mean, he had turf toe, which turned into a foot problem, which turned into a hip problem, uh, which required foot surgery. Uh, and In that case, do you not think he has a right to be mad at Shemus Hinman? Because surely... The decision for him to play is ultimately Hinman's, right? Well, didn't it, didn't it come out that at one point Shellis gave him the "Don't be a pussy" ultimatum? Or, or am I thinking of someone else? No, it was Peter Nowak. That was Peter Nowak. Sorry, no, that was Peter Nowak. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, if that were the case, if he were being forced to play, especially with turf toe, uh, absolute reason to be disgruntled, I would believe. Yeah, I mean, obviously you don't know if that's exactly what's happened, but we don't. Yeah, we don't know. And I'll I'll be the first to say I love to give Dakota Fanning a hard time. I love talking smack about the unicorn. I do, but I got mad mad respect for the kid. He's got game, man. When he's, he's on, talented. when he's you can't when, he, when he's in form, he's got game. And with the right coaching, the right support, and the right mental state behind him, 
that kid could do anything, I think. Well, but he's he's still the unicorn. Well, last year he started with the the way. Let's start two this past season with the season before last. That would be the uh, 2011 season. He started in defense. He started at center back because of the injuries and worked his way up. And and Shellis has always said he sees him as a center back. And now he's going to a team which, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, is primarily a defensive first team. And they are not exactly renowned for passing football. They tend to bypass the midfield entirely. Right. So um, uh, thinking if you put somebody speedy on the left side, I mean, do they put him at left back? Do they let him play? Do they, you know, they put him at left uh, at left wing? Uh, don't, don't they have Peter Crouch there too? They have Peter Crouch and they have Edrington playing on the left wing as well. So Wait, they, they're, they're going to have two rail thin, skinny, tall white guys? That's awesome. It's England, Mark. There's a lot of us there. <laughs> not tall. They're not tall. Well, well no, there's a lot of tall guys, but um, and they have Michael Owen there as well. He scored yesterday. Yeah. Um, yes, he did. And yeah, Jeff, and like Jeff Cameron's there. I mean, there are some decent pieces there. I don't know where they are in terms of the table. If they're close to being relegated, if they're no, they're they're, they're pretty solidly mid-table. They have a team of of functional players mostly, and they don't play the most exciting football. But they're no, one of their teams. That, yeah, when you look at them, you think, oh. I don't want to go there. You know, they're I'm, grinders and they'll they're solid, man. And it's it's that not lull you to sleep and then bang score on you, but it's wear you down and just oh crap, we gave up a goal. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they, you know, you'll be like waves crashing on the beach trying to attack them most of the time. You know, you could be banging on the door all day and you won't get anywhere because they're so well drilled in defense, um, which you have to give Pulis the manager credit for, but it's. God awful to watch. But you got yeah. you got to think this theory, three and a half million uh, pounds. That's what I think I read was agreed. I think to. it was dollars, wasn't it? I read pounds. I th- I thought it was two point four five million pounds, which would equate to three million and change. Okay. Right. If this is the fee, um, you've got to look at at Brexhay trained with Arsenal for a week, two weeks prior to last season. Could have gone for a ten million dollar transfer anywhere. And I know there were, and I know there were offers that were turned down. Um, and then you kind of see after this, after the season that he's had, uh, this could be a steal of a deal for Stoke if he comes in at, at three million and plays really well next year. Yeah, uh, I think you have to remember with American players, especially coming from MLS, is that they're going to be cheap. Not only is the transfer fee going to be fairly low, but most of these guys aren't on a lot of money. I mean, you look at Stuart Holden, how much he was on when he left Houston. He was on 30 grand a year. Well, he, he, he's making 10 times that amount now. Well, and he's still not getting paid as much as a lot of people in the premiership. So I think for, for premiership sides who are on a budget like Stoke, like Bolton, um, you know, Fulham to a lesser extent, looking to bring in players from MLS is a good bargain because they know it's a tough physical league. They're going to come over fit most of the time. MLS tends to you know, bend over pretty readily when it comes to transfer fees unless it's landed none of them and they're not going to have to pay a hundred grand a week well yeah. Bre- so I- but breck was breck was a generation adidas player and he just signed a five-year deal uh in 2011 so, so how much was he getting a year though i want to say it was over a hundred hundred thousand dollars wasn't there talk of him becoming the dp at dallas uh no yeah yes over a hundred and I, I never heard i hadn't heard dp talk Oh, and even if you assume he's on 300k a year, which is underneath the uh, the DP, which is you know that's nothing. That's 200 grand a year in in pounds, give or take, that's... which works out which works out to about 4,000 pounds a week. Well, most Premiership players are on 20 grand at least. So they're all they're 
pretty certain to end up making out like bandits on the deal, even if they give them a hefty pay rate. Right. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see. We'll talk about Dallas more more in depth here in a minute. Um, but I want to talk about a couple of teams that made made some good moves. I thought Chicago picking up Santos, Lindpier, and Lorinowitz. Yes, under the radar seemingly as well. Yes. I mean, just, Except for Santos, I think smooth and clear through. Right. I don't. I think Santos will have a brilliant opening three weeks, and then you'll never hear from him again, much like he did last year with DC. But I think Lorenzowitz is going to be solid wherever he goes. And Limpair has been one of the best players in New York for three years, and it's only the fact that he he is not being allowed to play centrally that he was leaving. Um, Baca like to play him on the right, especially with Marquez. They've signed Janino, uh, the Brazilian Janino. So. Limpair must know that he's not going to get a lot of opportunity in the middle. And he's on, I think, 200 grand a year, so they need to move him out of a cap. So I think it works out pretty well for all of them. Uh, you look at a team like Chivas that brings in nobody, uh, a new head coach, new owner. They lose uh, JPA out of contract, Peter Vahanis out of contract. Uh, and oh, I didn't know Angel had left. Uh, Vahanis actually retired. Uh, his last game was here. Uh, Danny Califf, option declined. Uh, Alejandro, Mano, Alejandro Marino, option declined. We have seen a lot about the, can I say the anti-gentrification of Chivas USA? Can I say that? I mean, is that the word to use? Is that they've been very, very explicit of having a very strong Mexican-American roster? Absolutely. Hi, Amber. <laughs> Hello. Uh, She's got to annoy me. Sorry. And bringing in, bringing in Chellis, uh, El Chellis, their coach. Daddy. Oh, come on in, buddy. Is it even legal to explicitly say we're only going to hire Mexican Americans or players of Mexican descent? Isn't that like a discrimination I thing? I don't know. But. So what's going to happen with Dan Kennedy? Please don't send him to New England. Sorry. It's okay. Dan, poor Dan Kennedy. It makes you think that LA jumped the gun a bit with Kudicini, really. Because I think if they'd realized that KD was going to be available, they wouldn't have gone for Kudicini. I have at all. that shirt. The Gabba Gabba shirt? Yes, I do. Hi. That exact same shirt. Can you say hi, Ben? Hi. Hi, Ben. Those are golf clubs. Yeah, I, I don't understand the move for Kudicini. I, I, I really love to know what is. That was awesome. I would love to know what's going on with Josh Saunders. Because um, uh, apparently he doesn't want to sign. He didn't want to sign. He didn't want to come back to the Galaxy for whatever reason. That is the scuttlebutt that I'm hearing. But even on top of that, they went and they, they grabbed Will Hesmer in the re-entry draft. They grabbed Hesmer in the re-entry draft. They re-signed Brian Perk. They've got um, Colin the other kid, uh, uh, Roe. And now they've got Kudicini. I don't know what's going on. Do we know what what Sauna's issue was in mid season when he went to the rehab? But was that drinking? That it... no, it was anger management. Fix your mic, oh, Chris. Okay. Yeah, Chris, your mic is uh, a bit poop. <laughs> Hello. There you go. Oh, hey. Yeah. Uh, hold on a hold on a second. No, you're fine. What are you doing, Benji? Oh, I didn't realize it was anger management. Daddy, yes, you but you you look at Chivas and they oof. That's painful. Okay, go ask mommy. They're in the laundry room. Okay. Let's go okay. look at. Uh, so for Toronto, they'd be, they'd be the worst in the league. 
Oh, they're they're Chivas is going to be horrible this year, and that's and that's kind of sad for fans like Elac. They're diehard supporting. They the have team. some tremendous fans down there. I mean, how those guys manage to keep going every other week is incredible, especially when you've got the the landlords lording it with their scarves and their hats every damn week. Right. Yeah. Uh, Colorado uh, trading for Edson Buttle. And picking up, uh, and, and then sending Omar Cummings to Houston. And then well, he's been injured a lot, hasn't he, the last couple of years, Cummings? Picking, well. Had that great year with Casey, where they were, you know, cock of the walk almost. And then last year, and towards the end of the year, the season before, they were, neither of them were doing very well. I think Casey left too, didn't he? Yeah, he was let go. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he was picked by Philly in the... Uh, his option was declined. He was picked up by Philly. Um, Marvell Wynn had his option declined. Lorenowitz was traded. Cummings was traded. Um, Tyson Wall, Louis Zapata, Hunter Freeman, all gone. Uh, Tyron Marshall out of contract. They brought in Atiba Harris, Eric Avila, Edson Buttle, Nathan Sturgis, Diego Calderon on a transfer from Quito, Kevin Harbottle uh, from Universidad Catalica. And a homegrown Dylan Serna. I, nothing, nothing excites me about those moves there. No, I mean, well, I guess if you're a Galaxy fan, then getting Buddle was quite exciting. But um, yeah, they they're one of those teams who just kind of they had their one day in the summer when they won MS Cup in 2010. Yeah, I remember it. Kind of a steady decline since then. Yeah, and I think you see they could kind of drop off the proverbial cliff because they have nothing. Uh, the the crew. Um... Chris Birchall's option dec- was declined. Yeah, he's in England again. Uh, Will Hesmer, option declined. Defenseman Carlos Mendes signed with the New York Cosmos. Don't get me started on the Cosmos. Uh, they bring in Will Trapp on homegrown. Tyson Wall on a free. Chad Barson on homegrown. Yeah. DC United uh, picking up John Thorrington in the reentry draft. Um, signing a homegrown. They, they uh, terminated uh, Brinko Boscovic. Declined the option on Mike Chabala, and then San- they lost Santos in the entry draft. Um, Mike Chab- Did Chabala end up back in Houston again? I do not know. I think I saw him saying on Twitter yesterday he was back in Houston. Although I Is guess he really? He could, he could just be visiting. I mean, you know, he spent some time there. Because there, there hasn't been an official statement or signing, but... Um, rumblings were that he was kind of a... Um, disruptive locker room force. Chabalalalabalalabuba. Uh, known to known to pout. He does pout. I know. When I was, I covered the New York Portland game uh, last season when he had a penalty given against him, and he was not happy. I was going to speak to him after the game, and the the press guy said, "Yeah, you better not. <laughs> he might." He might snap at you. Okay. Yeah, I uh, did a lightning round with him here, and it was after a game where he did not play. He was very not happy. And I yeah. and we had a mutual friend, and I explained to him what I was going to do. He was like, yeah, uh, just give me a minute. He was very, very PO'd. But... Yeah, I mean, I don't begrudge people being upset when, they, when they're not playing. I think when you're a competitive sportsman, that's what you kind of have to do. Right. But, it, you know, there, there's a way to do it. FC Dallas. Absolutely. FC Dallas. Um, two homegrown talents were let go. And Brian Leva and Ruben Luna. 
this was uh, this is a team that made the comment last year that they wanted half of their starting lineup to be homegrown talents, and that's the proof of that. Uh, Bruno Garda, a kid, an SMU player that Dallas traded ha traded picks to get from Colorado to draft. Um, he's also option declined. Kevin Hartman out of contract, not resigned. But they how does that happen? Seriously. But they bring in Raul Fernandez on a free transfer from Nice. The goalkeeper? Yes. Wow. Harman's been brilliant there for the past three or four years, though. He was your, def you he was your gonna show defensive up. MVP the last two years. I mean, I have no. I mean, I, I, we don't know the stuff, you know, who was awarded last year's stuff till the press, the uh, the PR guide comes out, media guide comes out, but I don't understand that at all. Well, if he's we left, you can be pretty damn sure they're not going to name him. <laughs> but, I mean, you, I mean, he had, I know he had some shoulder problems, but you got to think that, you know, Shella Simon likes to run two-a-days, and you got to think maybe he's just running the ground, just completely played out. Yeah, he does think he often had – the air of somebody who wasn't carrying the best fitness. Uh, Julian de Guzman out of contract. I really liked what he did when he came in. I thought he seemed re I thought he seemed re-energized, and uh, I thought it was a good pickup. Uh, Dallas bringing in uh, Daniel Hernandez retired and was on the coaching staff for three weeks. Um, Dallas brings uh, in Peter Lucine. Wait, did you read the report that he was walked to his car by security and told never to return? Where was that? At Dallas. No, where was that report? Oh, uh, Leandro on Fox tweeted about it. When? Oh, he's usually pretty la too. La last year, that he and he and he and Hinman had some kind of row that, that Hernandez was his closest confidant, and at some point they had a row over something, and he was escorted to his car by security, told never to come back. Well, I do know um, – that Peter Lucine is a, a guy that hasn't played more than seven games in the last two years, is older than Daniel Hernandez, and plays the same spot. Yeah. I'd be upset too, I think. Uh, and this was after, I think it was kind of the writing was on the wall with Daniel Hernandez. Last year he was a player coach, so that way they could manage his salary from a technical standpoint and not against the cap. And I think right. just kind of the writing was on the wall. Um, and there was a game this year where Shellis took, uh, took corners away from him. Um, and he looked at him and just went, I'm done. I'm out. Sub me off. And this is a guy that never wasn't subbed all year. had been playing all single minute, all the minutes. And then all of a sudden the quotes started coming out. I was like, you know, I got to protect myself. I don't want to get hurt. What happens if I get hurt? Right. So that doesn't surprise me. Uh, Dallas picks up defenseman Stephen Keel in the uh, stage two of the reentry draft. Uh, they get forward Pepico, Pepico on a transfer from Vasco to Gama. And then two homegrown signings of Bradley Baladez and London Woodbury, which the 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 word even household names in their own houses, right? Uh, but the the word that I heard was those two players they considered their draft picks this year, and that any anything else they picked up in the draft was kind of extra, which explains the generation Adidas player at seven, and then risking to take a player that may never play again at twenty, uh, and then as we'd mentioned, Raúl Fernandez, goalkeeper. Um, wow, if you're Chris Seitz, MLS Works Player of the Year for donating bone marrow, you got to love being a backup again. you got to wonder what's going on in the league. There's a lot of question marks, a lot of weird moves being made by many teams. Yes. Um, Dynamo added Eric Bruner from Portland and Omar Cummings. <coughs> Out Colin Clark. 
And uh, Andre Hano. That was a surprise. I didn't expect him to leave. Because there was a talk of him mid-season moving to Europe, wasn't there? Right. So I'm surprised they let him go. Do you think he'll end up in Toronto? I would not be surprised. Or Montreal. Yeah. Uh, um, let's talk about your Galaxy Mark. Out. Andrew Boyens, Brian Jordan, Kyle Nakazawaza. Pat Newton, who joined the coaching staff, didn't he? Coaching staff, yeah. Chad Barrett. I, and and we, knew, we knew Jordan was leaving. Well, I knew Brian Jordan was leaving... I don't know, with a month to go in the season, maybe less. So he, I mean, it was, that writing was on the wall a long time ago. That's unfortunate. Everybody loves Brian Jordan. He's a great guy. Really, really great kid. Um, you know, and he works his tail off. He just couldn't catch a break. He, I mean, look at who he had above him and in front of him. You know, he just couldn't catch a break. Every game he played in this last year, the Galaxy won. Uh, before he had three assists in one game. Uh, the kid's got skill. He's gonna catch on fire somewhere. So any idea? He hasn't got a club yet, then. No, he's in San Jose. Oh, he's in San Jose. Uh, with yeah, I mean he 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 and I have a very good mutual friend. Uh, and uh, San Jose picked him up, and you know, I, I'm I'm gutted that it's San Jose, uh, but I'm happy for him. I think he'll have more of a chance to get in as a midfield player there and really, uh, you know, along with Wando, might be able to tear some shit up. Hopefully it works out. I don't know. We'll see. And then we talked about this earlier. Uh, Galaxy bringing in Colin Clark, Will Hesmer, uh, Cudicini, and then uh, getting Janino yes. on a transfer from Sao Paulo. Yes. Um, which, to me is the most, which to me is the most important move in the offseason. I don't care about any of this Lampard business, any of this Kaká business. Don't care. We need a Janino. If nothing else, from a fan support aspect, he is so loved by the Galaxy fans and supporters. And this is an actual he transfer, had, isn't it? Not a loan. This is a transfer. He, yes, it's an actual transfer. And a couple of days ago, a few days after the transfer was made final and publicized well here, um, in one of the Portuguese newspapers, there was, or in one of the uh, Brazilian newspapers, uh, there was an article written about how uh, Sao Paulo didn't even know who he was. They just thought, oh, someone wants to offer us money for a player we know nothing about from the academy? Okay, sure, why not? You know, so you, you got to wonder, one, is the paper just blowing smoke? Is Sao Paulo realizing they may have made a mistake? Who knows? But, you know, the, the angle of the story was, oh, look who we ripped off. We ripped off a dumb American team. For a player we didn't care about, um, wow. kind of, cr kind of a really crappy story to put out there to begin with. Uh, but you know what? In the end, I don't care, man. We got Janino, and we love him, and he's just amazing. I've heard Kaká's going back to AC Milan, and that Lampard is going to be the decision of a DP. I, you know, and that you, I, and the, and also Keane was signed long term, so there's Keane was signed another to th an additional three years. Kaká uh, was never reality, I and mean, let's face it: for what Madrid paid for him, they're not going to let him go for a song, no matter what. Right. They're going to get something out of that. And MLS Galaxy does not have, will not have, will not spend that kind of money. His as best much friend as... plays in DC now, doesn't he? Kaká's best friend is uh, Mario Saragossa, who, who just signed for DC. Yeah, but that doesn't mean Madrid's going to let him go. I mean, no matter no, how much well, money they paid, a, they paid like sixty, seventy million pounds for him, I think, or euros. So they're not going to let him go for nothing. Right. Yeah. 
they're, they're, they're in a position where they don't, they're not like most clubs. They don't have to have money coming in. Yeah. Because they owe the banks fortunes, and the banks apparently don't care. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, even with Tim Laiwiki's, you know, ability and, and uh, uncare, not uncaring, but his uh, willingness to splash the cash for a player, we still don't have the cash for Kaká. So that, anyone who took that seriously was, may have been, you know, higher than giraffe pussy. I don't know. It was, that was just out there. There's no way that was going to happen. Uh, how much and, do you think, sorry, how much do you think the fact that AEG's up for sale affects Galaxy's business moves? Not at all. Or it doesn't at all. I, I, at this point, not at all. Because here's the thing. In my opinion, AEG is too large of a company to be piecemealed out. Right. So, and even if it is going to be sold, it's going to take a long time to find the investment group to do that and to dot all the I's and cross the T's. I and mean, this, right. this is a monster, monster transfer of assets. It's not going to be a quick thing. And everybody, everybody was panicking when the news came out. And anybody who buys it would be an absolute moron to try and piece it out or to try and get rid of the existing staff, which means Tim Laiwiki stays around running AEG. And, you know, Galaxy is one of his pets. So I see no problem there. Okay. Uh, Montreal, continuing with their uh, Italian influences, Andrea Pisano was brought in from loan from Bologna. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Yeah, no, yeah, we're, still, yes, we're, yes. we're still on Galaxy. We're still on Galaxy. Uh, and like uh, you, like um, FC Dallas had mentioned, they signed their two homegrown players, right? And they consider those their two draft picks. Uh, we signed Giassi Zardis, one of our homegrown players. Zardis and Sorto, yep. And uh, Zardis and Sorto, and in many circles, Zardis is comparably the first pick overall in the draft. If he hadn't been signed by the Galaxy as a homegrown, hmm. there's some people saying that. I don't know if that's true. I never watched him in college. I know nothing about the college game. What about the Buttle but, move? What about it? To trade? Any any thoughts on him being traded? No. You don't care? It doesn't bother me. Uh, he he didn't do anything for us last year. He had a few goals. He held the ball up a few times. You've got to think Keane's going to be on fire as well. Now that there's no competition to worry about midseason. He never had a competition to worry about. No, he means I mean, your, no, I mean, like Euros. Last year, last year he held oh, off. Oh, I mean, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Four count, yeah, I think he will be. I think once he came back from Euros last year and he and Donovan were actually clicking and he and McGee were clicking, you could see the joy in him as, when he was playing. Yeah, yeah I think a lot of people got the sense before the Euros he was making sure he didn't get injured. Absolutely. I said, it, I said it thousands of times. Absolutely. And with that not happening this year, he could be ready to be MVP from day one. Yeah, and you know, as far as Buttle, uh, Edson's a nice guy. He's a good guy, um, very personable, very charming. But on the field, 2010, he was explosive and just absolutely out of this world the first half of the season, and he accomplished his goal, where he made the Olympics or uh, the World Cup squad. And yeah, WB Yates once said. Uh, there are two tragedies in life. One is to lose your heart's desire. The other is to find it. Buttle's goal that year was to make the World Cup squad. He did that. Bam. Tanked. Tits up. Done. Season over after that. Didn't do another thing. And to me, that was Buttle being the Buttle that I've always known and watched. So to re-sign him after he was let go from um, Ingleshot. You know, they let him go for being out of shape physically and mentally. 
not saying he's crazy. It's just what I've always said. He, uh, unless he has a clear-cut shot to get on goal, he's not going to hustle for the ball. You know, so letting him go to Colorado, I hope he does well. I, 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 I hope he finds his niche there and he's able to compete and play at a high level. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I think the injury he sustained this last year that put him out with knee surgery for three months, I, watching him come back, I kind of tend to think that injury was far worse than anyone let on. And I don't know how much he's going to recover from that. I hope he does for his sake. Uh, but I don't know. I just don't think that's going to happen. So letting, let, losing Buttle, for me personally as a Galaxy fan, was not anything to even be remotely concerned about. That's pretty equivocal. I mean, that's spot on. I've had strong opinions about Buttle for a long time. This was pre-2010. I couldn't, I could not stand to watch the guy. I love talking to him in meet and greets. I love shaking his hand. Very nice guy. I yeah, I think Gus mentioned once. I could not watch him on yeah. the field because literally the ball's 10 yards away and he's got a shot at it, but there's three guys in the area. He's not going to make a hustle to get the ball and hold it up. He'll, he'll let the defense play it out and then walk back to midfield, wait for the ball to come back his way. He's always been that way. He's never on side. Uh, you know. <laughs> There's no excuse for players not being on side, especially when you're playing with players who can pass it the way that the L.A. players can. Well, everybody's offside. His, his manner of offside that got to me, and this was just me, was the walking so slowly back to a position yeah. – that he was offside for a, a long ball. Right. You know, not even by closely offside. He was just, dude, come on. You know, it was bad. So I, I wish him well. I hope he does well at Colorado, except against us. I hope he has a standout stellar season again for Colorado. I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, let's move on. In Montreal, bringing in uh, Andrea Pisano, trading Josh Gardner to Sporting KC, man. Uh, Hank is not here to talk about his beloved Revolution, who traded up to get the first pick in the draft. Who did Montreal get for a coach? Um, oh, I know this. Um, let me find out. I'll let Chris do it. Okay. Um, yeah. What well, I mean, Revs traded for number one, and you know, I, I, Brian, you saw my tweet. A bunch of people were playing. We were tweeting about, uh, "Hey, Rev's number one draft pick. Wonder what's going to happen next year." To which I replied to all of them, "You're still going to suck." You're still going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> and Hank, uh, even... Marco Schellebaum is uh, Montreal's new coach. And Hank didn't even argue with that. Marco Schellebaum. Yeah. Uh, new England bringing bring in Andy Dorman on a first right of refusal signing on free transfer from Crystal Palace. Uh, Khalifa Cisse is a discovery signing on a free transfer from Bristol City. Uh, picking up Chad Barrett and Hunter Freeman in the reentry draft. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah. Chad Barrett, yeah. Chad Barrett. Oh, that's right. We, uh, he went, that's right. He yeah. was the German team and he came back. That's right. Yep. Okay. Uh, but the really big news out of New England is that they trade Benny Failhaber to Sporting KC. For allocation money and... A dryer? Hold on. He wasn't happy in uh, in New England, though. I mean, you could tell. I think it was it was picks and allocation. Every time he stepped on the pitch for New England, you could tell he had a funk on about something. 
I don't know whether that was Fair Harbour or whether that was just the team that he was playing for, but he never really looked happy, but it's a shame because I think he'll end up doing really well at KC. Because they declined his option on November the 30th and then traded him on, Dece- on December the 11th. So, Yeah, that was, that was a quick, quick off-season move, yeah. I think. Uh, Red Bull New York with the biggest move of the off-season, bringing in Fabian Espindola and Jaimison Alave from RSL. Yeah. As well as Janino. And then bringing in the real Janino. Um, and then uh, also trading for uh, Kasaki Kimura from Portland. The... Options but, declined on Jan Gunnar Soli, Stephen Keel uh, gone in the draft uh, at FC Dallas, Bill Gaudet, who played so well for them, Sebastian Latou, Sebastian Latou traded to Philadelphia, Rafa Marquez finally released, Joel Limpair traded to Chicago. Um, you've seen they still don't have a coach. No, they don't. No, and you, I mean, I, 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 I hate to say this because it's going to sound like a, well, that no, it doesn't matter. It, you got to wonder who's going to be the biggest disaster, them or Chivas. Or Toronto. You really think Red Bull with, with Henri, Alave, Espindola? I don't see Dax. Henri and Espindola getting along. That, well, he didn't just especially get along with Cooper either, but Cooper still scored 18 goals. Right. They yeah. don't have to you know, hold hands and, and be bestest friends. They just have to play football together. And I thought Dax McCarty was one of the best players in the league last year. He was excellent all year. I mean, and as soon as, you know, when Marquez was shoved into midfield, it was invariably McCarty who had to suffer. And you could tell the team lost something significant whenever that happened. So the fact that Marquez isn't around, I think, is going to help him have an even better season. Uh, Philadelphia bringing in Sebastian Latou, which was the, probably the worst kept secret in the league. Uh, trading for Jeff Park from Seattle, picking up Connor Casey in the reentry draft. Now, was it me or was the re-signing of Latou met with a resounding silence? Yeah. Out of yeah, yeah, I mean, just for all the bitching they did about it, losing him. I think a lot of it was the way that he left, and and it was even before he ended up going to to New York, he. He wanted out because he had the trial at Bolton, which never really worked out. So there's always a sense that he wanted to leave. Because he was out of form in the off, it was in the off season. Yeah, but, but do you not remember all the articles about him and the, what was going on between him and Nowak? Right. Well, Nowak's gone, and then Nowak was trying to sell him for a price. Nowak was trying to get rid of him, edging him out into those trials. Yes. He didn't want to. He, he didn't. He didn't want to go on trial. Nowak forced it on him. The organization oh, actually, I, 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 I on him for money. That. Yeah, that was a great interview, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Latou did not want to leave. He was pushed out the door. And this all came out a month or two after the fact. Right. Um, so then to turn around, you know, a season and a half, or a season later and see the Philly fans just go, eh, eh, why? With disgust and somewhat disdain was a little shocking to me, a little disappointing. Maybe he's a reminder of the Novak era. Maybe that's why they're not so enamored with the idea. That's a or they or he just wasn't able to do well the two clubs he was at, and you know he was never really given much of a chance at New York. Though, was no, he? no. But you know, I, I think Philly's kind of Philly. I think Philly supporters are kind of playing him flavor of the week style when he comes back, and if he if he you know blasts out on fire for them, they'll be all over him. But until he does, they could care less. Well, that's the nature of being soccer fans, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but as much as <laughs> but 
considering the shock, disappointment, and the bloodletting going on when he was let go, you'd have thought there would have been more of a joyous reception when he came back. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying. The fanfare that was that exited him out the door was not returned to greet him when he came back. Yeah. On, on any level. I agree with that. And I love my Philly fans. I can't wait to be out there this summer. So, um, you know, I just, to me, it was a little bit disappointing. Uh, Portland, while bringing in a new coach, they picked up Michael Harrington on a trade from Sporting KC, Will Johnson on a trade from Real Salt Lake, Ryan Johnson and Milos Kokic from uh, trade from Toronto. They grabbed Moby Fear on a weighted lottery. Steven Evans was their homegrown, and Diego Valeri on a loan from Lanus. Uh, and Chris Boyd's gone. And Chris, Chris Boyd's Boyd gone. got cut. Lovell, uh, Lovell Palmer's gone. Steve Birdie's gone. Robbie Finley, they traded his rights to San, uh, to Salt Lake. Yep. And then they traded Mike Facito to San Jose. I like these moves. Facito went to San Jose? Facito to San Jose. Oh, yeah. dang. I think Ryan Johnson could be a really good pickup. I thought he was the one glimmer of light in Toronto season last year. Um, I think he's pretty talented. They needed to get rid of Boyd because he was useless for most of the season. I've been a big fan uh, of Ryan Johnson since he was in San Jose. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I don't know if it's going to happen the first season, but I think the coach they've got is somebody who knows how to play the game, especially when it comes to drafting because he was such a successful college coach. Right. I think it will help him working with Nagby again because that was his coach at Akron. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Nagby have a really good season either. Um, I just think a lot of it is tempering the expectations of, of the of the of the supporters because after two years of not really threatening the playoffs, I think a lot of people in Portland are expecting a playoff run, and I don't know if that would be necessarily fair for a coach in his first year in MLS. But you got to look at you've got to look at uh, Ryan Johnson, Will Johnson, Darlington Nagby. That's a that's a pretty nice international goal scorer, Bright DK. Right. He scored for Nigeria a couple of weeks ago and then got dropped from the African Cup of Nations. And he scored a really good goal for Nigeria as well. Um, I think they do need another striker. Um, you know, with Fusito gone, Boyd gone, um, I think they need more than they've got. Val- DK. Valeri should do fairly well in the midfield. Yeah. Um, it would depend on how um, Caleb Porter wants to employ them because last year at times Nagby was kind of a deep line striker. I think if you give him license to actually play as striker, I think you'll get a lot more luck out of him, especially if you do use DK as a kind of a, not a battering round, that sounds a bit classless, but probably a battering round. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I'm optimistic that they're going to do better than last year, but, you know, that isn't exactly too hard. and only have to show up, I think. Um, they were terrible at times last year. Wasn't there an announcement tease that they've got another DP coming in? Or was that Valeri? I think it was Valeri. I haven't seen anything recently. Um, Nick, can you, con- actually, can you honestly, confirm that, Nick? Nick, will confirm it. And uh, also 7-3 Ravens, by the way. Yep. I hope Ravens get through. I want to see the hardball bowl. That, uh, that first game was pretty uh, pretty incredible. It was good, wasn't it? Uh, Valeri was the DP. No other DP news at this time for Portland. Uh, Real Salt Lake. We talked about at the end of the year um, how the um, dynasty or the team was going to be dismantled. And, boy, did they uh, did they make some moves. Uh, surprising moves, too, wasn't it, mostly? Yeah, I mean, uh, they traded for Robbie Finley's rights. 
after his contract was terminated at Notts County. Um, they trade Justin Braun to Toronto. Uh, this is a player they went out and got from Montreal, kind of as um, kind of as their anti-San Jose stopper because he's always performed so well against San Jose. Didn't really see much time. Uh, and then the trade of Alave and Espindola to New York uh, seemed to be more financially motivated than anything. And then trading Will Johnson, I um, let's see they uh, they declined options on Johnny Steele, Apollo Jr. Brought in Cole Grossman from the waiver draft, Aaron uh, Aaron Mond from that trade with Toronto. Resigned Chris Winger. There's nothing there that tells me that uh, Real Salt Lake is going to be. Don't they have Lavelle Palmer as well? Yeah, yeah, I just said they that they picked him up. I just said that. Yeah, in the reentry draft stage two. Uh, there's nothing there that tells me Real Salt Lake is going to be the stalwart um, that they have been for years, but it also tells me that they're not going to be Chivas or FC Yeah, Dallas. but, it, but, but it, you also got to give uh, Salt Lake props in that in years past, with the exception of a Spindola, what would make you think they'd be a stalwart? What would make you think they'd be top of the league? I mean, they find a way every year. Right. I... I they're one team that I would never, ever discount in any way, shape, or form. I just, if you yeah. can get a good year out of Morales, you're always going to do well. Right. Morales just re-signed, yeah. Uh, I wonder if they think that Finley's in such good form that he can replace a Spindola. Not if they've seen Finley play for the past five years. No, that's, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> uh, maybe Saborio being on his own, instead of having you know having to kind of crowbar him and a Spindola into the team, Maybe that'll give him more license. I don't know. Um, I, I think the asset of Findlay is that blinding, unequivocal speed that will draw defenders away. He could just be a decoy. And every once in a while, he'll have the very off, incredibly lucky touch that might end up near goal. So he's like uh, Dominic Adura, then, basically. Yeah. Although Adura yeah. did get better. I, you know, hopefully Finley has. I don't think he has. The few the few clips I've seen of him at uh, Nottingham Forest were just kind of, bleh. you know. So who knows? We'll see. We'll find out. Um, San Jose, uh, very active in the uh, second stage of the reentry draft, getting defenseman Dan Gargan, Ty Hard, and Brian Jordan, and then mm -hmm. uh, trading for Mike Fusito. Uh Losing Romero Corrales, one of the uh, MLS originals. Still word that he might be re-signing. Uh, trading Ico Par to Sporting Kansas City. Um, that's really the two biggest moves. Do they have Dawkins back yet? I know they had him for all of last year, but I think new Spaz manager, when he came in, he wanted to have him back, but I don't know if they've actually let him come back on loan just yet. Because he was brilliant at times last year. I think so, yes. Oh, I think he's um, Seattle. Really Seattle player. signs a homegrown player. Uh, decline option on a Brian White, Mike Seaman. Go ahead and laugh, Jeff. Uh, Good laugh, Mark. And then they trade Jeff Park to Philadelphia. Without, without Vianus on the field, Seaman doesn't make me laugh. Right, exactly. Um, so I think Seattle stays stays form where they they have Sporting Kansas City. Losing a oh wait um, yeah like Nick like Nick just said you forgot to mention Montero out oh Montero yeah yeah Freddie Freddie Montero loaned to Millionaires yes 
And more likely a done deal to be gone. Yes. (coughs) Thank you, Nick. Are they as good a team without him? I mean, I don't know who they're going to replace him with. Uh, I can't can't see Johnson having a good year, as good a year this year as he did last year. But he didn't perform very well in the playoffs. And if you look there, probably towards the last quarter or fifth of the season, he, he, um, he was subbed out in the... 50th and 60th minute of those games. Oh, man. I watched that game the other night, the uh, Western Conference Final. Right. Uh, where we won 3-1, or where we, where we won, we lost 2-1, but won on aggregate 4-2. And, uh, man, that was just, yeah. Yeah, Montero was just worthless. Yeah. And Johnson had nothing. It was just, it was staggering to watch. Uh, well, that's my point. I mean, I, I can see Johnston had a really good year last year, which was unexpected because I thought he was yeah, poor that was coming into the season. But he did a lot better than I thought he was going to. And I can't see him having an, another year that good. And without that, you kind of wonder where they're going to get most of their goals from. You know what? Seattle's had a knack so far of finding that. I mean, look at Montero. They find that player that no one's really aware of. And the guy just turns out to be gold. And remember, Zach Iwani's coming back. Right. You know, so unless Brian Mullen comes up on him again, that guy could just be on fire. And we don't, we have yet to see what Steve Zach Iwani can really do since he's come back from injury. Because he really never regained full form last year. Yeah, and, he'll need a preseason, I think, for us to see the best of him. And that's going to be, you know, Zach Iwani is, he, he is and can be an absolute game changer. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, let's move on. Sporting KC losing a stadium uh, name at the Livestrong Park, <laughs> as that's been covered in legitimate news outlets. Uh, but gaining a shirt sponsor in Ivy Funds. Yes, which Aurelian, or how do you say his name, Colin was modeling at the draft. Right. Uh, uh, getting $2.5 million dollars a year, I think. Yeah. Something reasonable. That's pretty good. And a lot of their work has been done through trades. They trade for Josh Gardner from Montreal, like you talked about earlier. Trade for Benny Fallhaber. Trade for Icapara. Uh, they signed Jan Songo, defenseman. So, I mean, they've, they've worked on shoring up their defense, but I still think they need um, they still need accuracy and a striker up front. Uh, they get Claudio Byler on a transfer from uh, Quito. And they didn't. I don't think they lost anybody. Didn't they lose Espinosa? They lost, they lost Espinosa. That's what I was getting ready yeah. to say. Other than Espinosa, that really hurts them. Yeah, well, but you can argue that Fairlop is going to be Espinosa's replacement. That's exactly where I was leading you to. Espinosa's a big hurt. Espinosa on a transfer to Wigan. Do they do they bring in Benny Fallhaber thinking that he can possibly fill those shoes? If they are, then they're hunting ducks with a rake. It just, it just ain't going to work. No, I think Fellhaber's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be as good as Espinosa. But no, that's what I mean. I'm not taking it from Benny. He's going to he's going to have his day. and He's going to do well. But if they think he's going to replace Espinosa, uh, uh-uh. no way. Mind you, Espinosa is a player I never really liked. So I'm quite glad he's gone. I thought he was a good player. I just never used to like his flopping. Yeah, totally fair enough. Yeah, but he's doing quite well at Wigan by all accounts. So. I think he's played. He's come on. He came on at halftime in the FA Cup game they had in midweek, and he was man of the match. So that's great. Yeah. Although I don't think of Wigan, but I think of Honduras internationals quite honestly. 
after his performance at the Olympics, you knew it was just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah, fair play for Wigan for getting in there early, you know, locking them up before anybody else had the chance. Uh, let's feel sorry for these guys as they've ended up in Toronto. Justin Braun, <laughs> Joe Bednick, Danny Califf taken first in the re-entry draft stage two. That poor bastard. Gaelic Basamunde in the uh, weighted lottery, and then uh, Julio Cesar coming over from Sporting KC. These gentlemen were given their parole. Adrian Can, Ty Harden, Decoy Williams, Oscar Gordon, Oscar Corden, excuse me, Nicholas Lindsay, Keith Makabuya, Aaron Mond, Eric Avila, Ryan Johnson, and Milos Kovic. You know, Chris and I have been thinking about this coaching situation in Toronto for a week now. Yes. And uh, that was the very next place I was getting ready to go. You know, I, I, I've been struggling with this for a week, and I came and came up with a joke for it. So it's, let's let's. It doesn't. It writes it's, it's itself a joke. So Toronto. Yeah, that's what I mean. How can you? <laughs> you can. How so can you top the situation? Toronto FC has hired a player that plays in the Premier League for QPR to be their coach, who will Who's not it? be made available to them until like July, six weeks into the season. No longer until than July. That. July. July. Yeah, because his contract won't end with uh, QP, with QPR until June thirtieth. Right, so and he has no head coaching experience. None. Well, that doesn't bother me too much. What bothers me is that they've, they've taken Kevin Payne from DC to run the organization, and all the stories you hear about him since he left DC is that he practically wants to be the manager himself, which is why in the past he has hired people around him who have been yes men, and no men have been shifted along pretty quickly. I don't know DC very well um, but outside of the team in DC you know they, they've done very little for the past three or four years they haven't got a stadium um, some of the hiring decisions have been suspect until they got um, Ben Olsen I mean Kurt Olfo I don't know what he was doing there um, and there seems to be a, a perception that Kevin Payne is one of these guys who thinks he's better at what he does than he really is and thinks that what he does should include running the game, what, you know, running the football inside of things as well. Maybe that's why he hired him, so he can have the first half to himself. Yeah, maybe he's hired a yes man, I don't know. Um, although Ryan Nelson doesn't strike me as a yes man. Yeah, at all. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen him play, he's not the, he's not the kind of guy who's just going to let you do what he wants. Um, the fact that he doesn't have any coaching badges doesn't bother me because a lot of... No, there have been other coaches who don't have U.S. coaching badges. I wouldn't think that's a massive deal. Um, but the fact he's not coming until halfway through the season, by which point Toronto could already be done. Right. Yeah. It's almost as though you're writing off this year and just looking for next year. And which is know, that very well could be their angle. And that's okay if you have a long-term strategy. But they've been in the league what six, seven, seven years now, and they have never made the playoffs. So if you're a Toronto fan and their attendances are already plummeting somewhat, what's the incentive to bother this year? Oh, yeah. the days of flying seat cushions. They weren't seat cushions. They were fr oh, forget it. We're not going to get into this again. <laughs> um, I mean, it seems like a pretty desperate situation up there. I don't know if they have any plan long term. I know when you, when you hire somebody like Kevin Payne, you have to give him license to to have a strategy that's going to be longer than a few weeks. You've got to give him a couple of years, but given what Toronto have done in the past, in a couple of years' time, they could have a new coach and a new manager anyway. But does, Kev, but does Kevin Payne get his wish to be the manager for the first six months? 
I wouldn't be surprised if they if they put somebody in who's there now, who they're probably going to shuffle into Ryan Nelson's backroom staff, um, just to make it easier. And no, I don't know Kevin Payne. I don't know him at all. But I wouldn't be surprised if he is encouraging this guy who may well be a recently retired player from somewhere. I don't know. Um, but maybe he's going to try and pull the strings from behind the scenes because that I have read a few stories suggesting that seems to be his MO. Well, I'd be, I'd be shocked. I mean, this is a team last year that uh, one of their players called the worst team on the face of the earth. That was, I felt so bad for Koopmans. I felt really Only, bad. And that, and that was, what, six weeks into the season? Yeah. And then he blew out his knee. But they did knock out um, – well, they did beat L.A., didn't they? So, you know, they can't be all bad in the championship. But I think – what is how does the phrase go? Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they're in the Champions League again this year. So it would be interesting to find out whether they pursue that. Yeah, I thought it was take and it shows here that – let me check something real quick because I saw – uh well very quickly uh for Vancouver they bring in Paolo Jr and Brad uh, Brad Rusin on a transfer uh they don't lose anybody except for really John Thornton and Atiba Harris they continue to keep that strong back line in order um which I like I thought I read that Toronto declined their option on Andrew Wiedemann who was really kind of their only only sort of bright spot towards the end of the season. Let me look this well, up. Well, Wikipedia still has him there, if that's worth anything. As of January 17th. You son of a bitch. You want one? What, a real one? Like a real... That's as close as I'll ever get to a Golden Globe, yeah. I have an extra one. I got that one for Allison. No, I'm just kidding you. Okay. I have an extra one if you want it. Uh, it does show Andrew Wiedemann is still there, so... I must have missed that. Was there a... It's a gold, Golden Globe. Golden Globe. I'm getting things for your girlfriend. Oh God! Don't ever let her have it because she's gonna make me carry it while we're at it. <laughs> Open it up. Let's see on the inside. Hit me with the globe. Hit me with yeah. the globe. It's got the little faux envelope in the back oh. that you can open up. All the nominees. That. Brian's got a bit of chub right yeah. now, actually. It's amazing. Not there really. are hundreds of these. No one takes these home. They just leave them on the tables. Really? Yeah. There are boxes of Godiva chocolates just stacked up higher than me, uneaten on the tables. But, wow. you know, I'm fat. I can't be trusted with chocolates. I left them there. Um, so let's, after all, and we thank everybody for sitting through all that, that rhetoric. Um, Sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, of all of covering all the team's moves. Um, I want two things from you. The move that you saw that you went, oh, wow, which could have been somebody getting traded, somebody getting released, somebody getting transferred, and the team that you thought did the best to improve their club. Uh, the oh, wow for me was Salt Lake letting a spindola and Olave go because those were their rocks, absolute rocks in my mind. Those were the two, as much as I hated them, feared them. I agree with that. Uh, that was my oh, wow. Uh, as far as the oh, wow, good job, good on you, I kind of got to go with Chicago. Just kind of going about it in a very straightforward fashion and getting some stuff done, man. You know, I, we'll see if it works out, if you know everything gels together. But, uh, yeah, that was that's mine. Mr. Ballard? 
Uh, I would say Chicago. I think taking um, Lynn Pair, who has been one of the top performers in MLS for the past three years or so, I think will direct excellent move for them. Um, I say, oh, wow, because of Toronto, mainly because it's like, oh, wow, yep. really? Um, and I, th I think New York are going to be okay. I think taking Janine was a good move. Um, it remains to be seen whether he could be Marquez Mark too, but based on what I've seen of his career, I very much doubt it. Um, and it would be nice to have someone that Henri can pass the free kicks onto at critical times. Yeah. Uh, my oh wow, uh, I, and neither one of them are good. Uh, it's the uh, Toronto FC coaching decision and the overall state of the club at Chivas USA. The well, thing with Chivas USA, it's it, not even a surprise anymore. You can't rag them. It's like kicking a puppy. You just feel bad. No, you know, you know what it is? I just, I just figured this out. Someone get Elac on the horn. This is what's going on. I, it, I just nailed it. Chivas USA is the latest novella on Telemundo. <laughs> That's what it is. It, wow. change, it changes every six weeks, like close at the gap. There's nothing else you can think, man. I mean, Vergara has seemingly completely and totally lost the plot. I mean, come on. He fires Johan Cruyff in the middle of the of the championship game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The guy is gone, man. That, and that's and what he, I'm saying. It's it, like, oh, wow. And he just doesn't care about the team. I feel bad for them. I'll laugh at them all the way, you know. I'll deposit the rent check every month, but man, uh, wow. I don't understand why they're insisting on being a kind of a, a, an American offshoot of a Mexican team. I don't think it worked when they first started doing it, and they right. kind of drifted away from it a little bit. But I think people seem to forget that most Mexican fans, you know, most football fans who follow the Mexican league don't like Chivas Guadalajara anyway. Well, right. yeah. So it's not like it's not like you're Mexican, therefore you're automatically going to like Chivas. I mean, that's kind of insulting. That's like saying, let's start a, a New York Englishman. They're all going to like Manchester United. I mean, that's never going to happen. Right. You know, you know, when AEG became the shirt sponsor for United, their office in London was shipped cases of jerseys for their employees to wear to work the week wow. the Fridays before a match. And they're like, yeah, no, they're that's not. We're not wearing a United jersey. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. I, uh, it's uh, when they first started, they tried that model. It didn't work, and I think I've seen. So I think I saw somewhere lately where Vigara said it didn't work because I wasn't involved. I handed Jeez. it off to someone else. The guy, the guy has lost the plot, man. That's not why it didn't work. It didn't work because it won't work. Right. It, it, <laughs> it, it, well, it could work if they sent the A team. But sending your B team, who is now going to be pissed off, they've obviously the B and C team being relegated to the crappy American League. And didn't and, and a, didn't and didn't Precky turn down? We talked about this uh, a while back. Precky turned down the chance to have Chicharito. Well, that's what he. That's what you're saying. But you know, even if Chicharito is out of form as he was from time to time at Chivas, Precky would have been out of his mind to turn that down. Well, yeah, but for every player that, that a, a manager turns down and goes on to become a Manchester United regular, there must be a dozen players who he turns down and ends up playing, you know, USL oh, yeah. Pro or nowhere. Well, so well, you, look at you only ever hear of the bad ones, don't you? Yeah, I mean, but I, you know, 
who knows who knows about that i just you look at chivas and i'll laugh like i said i'll laugh all the way to the bank every month with the rent check but um you gotta feel bad for the fans man you know i like elac i think he's pulling his hair out and you know at what point do they start wearing well they're already wearing tarps on the seats i was gonna say bags over their heads but right you know it's, it's, it's unfortunate I just, you know, and that that press conference where, oh, we're going to have our own downtown L.A. stadium. I'm sorry. Yeah. Someone hit the NP button because that ain't ever going to happen. <laughs> it's, you um, know, it's just, just staggering. It's interesting because last year the noise was you, you were hearing out of Chivas were that they were going to go away from the Chivas branding. They were going to try and become more of an L.A. team, which I think would have been great for them. Well, they were, um, they were, they were, they were, they were going to become – a strictly Southern California bred team. They were going to be a homegrown Southern California talent. Which is yeah, which great, I think which would is work, great. work a lot better, yeah. Which will work, but, yeah, uh, work a heck of a lot better. Uh, I forgot to mention the team that I think uh, did the most to help themselves. I'm a Star Trooper. Oh, is that Captain Rex? Yes. I'm a Star Trooper. Okay. There you go. Come on, Ben. Say bye-bye. Bye, Ben. Bye. Come on. Uh, bye. I'm going to pick New York Red Bulls. As as building, no. As the as the team that uh, as the team that did the most to help themselves. Oh, okay. Huh. Um, Captain Rex was the captain of the clone troopers. Nick. Yes. Don't even. It was Commander Jack with Rex. me. Well, everything that we have here is printed up that says Captain Rex. Oh, oh does it? All the Nerf gun darts that I get shot with, and all the helmets that I get beat over the head with, say Captain Rex. Um. Oh my God! Did you see this? No. Since, keep going. Since we're on Star Wars, but keep going. Talk about New York. That's I just thought New. I thought New York did it. That's one of the things we talked about that Chris said that uh, Andre's got somebody to to uh, to get the ball to in Janino. I thought bringing in a Spindola and a Lave um, were great. <laughs> Nick, no, I was referring to the child saying Stormtrooper. He is a cat. <laughs> it was Chris. I the child. Jeez, busting the kids' balls. Come on, Nick. He's three, Nick. Can your boy give people the finger yet, Mark? Could be disappointed if not. I have not. <laughs> that. Okay, well, can you can you guys see this? What a better time to learn. Lego Death Star. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Lego. Oh dear. And and this one. Yeah, I saw that one. Oh yeah, I saw that. One. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um. Okay, you know what we haven't gotten to yet, and I need to because I want to. I want to. I want to see Nick's head explode, and all the other PNW hipsters who were too lazy to trademark their damn Cascadia Cup. Yes, that's um, yeah. That's they not surprising on the part of MLS. Although I think they own the, They've applied for it in the U.S. and I think MLS have applied for it in Canada, which is weird. I don't know exactly what they're playing at. I just don't buy. Garbage explanation that they're trying to protect it. Um, because basically they're trying to protect it from people who aren't going to pay for it to them. Yeah. Right. And um, you know what? And hey, uh, here's the thing. Is that like the Honda Super Classico? That's made up crap. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's made up crap. Okay. If this was organic, if this was that important, if this was so important and so dear to your hearts, you know what? Put down the flannel. Put down the fucking latte. Go trademark the damn thing. Build a group of, you know, eight supporters from every team are on a board. Everybody kicks money in. 
file for the trademark, make it your own, rule it amongst yourselves. You didn't do that. And you had how long? Stop being butthurt. Shut up. You missed no, out. I disagree your with you, own Bob. fault. Sorry, you're all wrong. I think there's a certain amount of naivety from fans in Cascadia, but this was only, you know, it was, it's always been a fan-driven competition. It was done before any of the teams were in, it, were in MLS. You know, the fans paid for the trophy. It's them who marketed it. And I think it's um, cynical on the part of MLS, which is not necessarily a bad thing because it's their job to be cynical when it comes to money. But I think it, it speaks to their desire to use the fans when they want to and to ignore them when they feel think, think it's expedient. Um, I don't think it would be too much of a big deal for, for the supporters clubs to have the, the trademark and then work with MLS in marketing it and having a say on whether they want people to sponsor it because I don't think anybody wants to see the Coca-Cola Cascadia Cup. Right. Maybe because they can say it. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of see where you're coming from, Mark, in that if they wanted it trademarked, they should have done it a while ago. But like I said at the beginning, it, it, it speaks to a kind of naivety about the supporters. They probably didn't think of it as something that would ever actually happen until MLS died trademarking it. And all See, of the I don't, I don't, I don't like buy, Lance I don't. All the rest Sorry. Of yeah, but MLS also, they applied for uh, um, trademarks on Brimstone Cup, Texas Derby. Uh, I mean, pretty much anything. Yeah, but everything. nobody cares about the Texas Derby. But here's here's the thing, and <laughs> I, I I say this with respect, but as well, hold on, pompous, hold on, I know no, I know nobody cares about, it, but I'm saying they they didn't just do that to the Cascadia Cup; they did that to every single one of their quote unquote licenses. Yeah, but well, I, I think with the Cascadia Cup it's more of a of a nationally recognized thing, and in in large part that is due to MLS because MLS have the TV contract with ESPN and NBC. But whenever those two teams, whenever the networks show the games, they always market it as a Cascadia Cup match. Right. Why are you shaking your head? No. No. It was the pompous, arrogant, boisterous, very supportive, very loud, very diehard supporters of all three teams who put the name out there repeatedly over everything. And you know what? I say that with respect. I'm not knocking or slagging them, okay? But you got to understand, and if no one has seen this about MLS as an entity, they are going to make money hand over fist wherever they can, however they can. And if you oh, yeah, have something that they want and you're not making money off of it, they're going to find a way to do it without you. Now, apparently Cascadia Cup has been a thing for how long? Since the mid-80s? I think, I think the, the trophy's only been around since 2004. Okay. So, I think it was kind of unofficial before then. Okay. So because the, the trophy was paid for by supporters clubs. Right. And that's great. That that really is a wonderful thing. But all the butthurtedness about, oh, they stole our cup. You know what, guys? You really need to figure this out because this wasn't that hard to see coming down the pipe. No, Just, no, I agree with you. Like I said, it's the naivety that they need to get over. You know, I um, mean, but with that said, they should still have an avenue to defend it if that's what they want to do. Then you know, lawyer up, man. Lawyer yeah. up. Get your ducks in a row and and start shooting with all guns. Uh, I don't think the league's going to relent, and it'll be a shame to have the Taco Bell Costco Cascadia Cup. Um, it'll be stopped. Brought to you by Seattle's best coffee. 
was going to say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I got, I, I get tired of reading all the butthurt tweets about it. I think there are people who are getting very much more upset than that's probably warranted. I think there's a case to talk about it, but I don't think getting militant about it's going to get you anywhere. Yeah, it's um, almost it's almost more annoying than a certain female Houston Dynamo fan complaining when Brian Ching went to uh, Vancouver. Now, now, nothing's more annoying than that. And I know exactly who you're speaking about, so nothing is more annoying. Than that. <laughs> um. But yeah, I you know I, I feel bad for the supporters, but at the same time, really, it's eight years old. Really. With that said, I mean I don't know much about IP law, but I I don't think there's going to be too much that will change. I think eventually the trademarks will be registered to whoever they are, and both parties will keep using it the same way. Yeah, I mean as far as I'm concerned, the the uh, the Honda Super Classico and the California Classico, uh, you know what? I never call them that. <laughs> We're playing no, Chivas. You, Beat them. You call it That's a shit king, didn't you? <laughs> you know, I, MLS did register for California Classico as well. And, you know, let them. I don't care about it. It doesn't bother me. That's no, I, I think with those as well, though, I, I mean, I don't know the history of the – all the history is probably the wrong word to use, but the background of the Super Classico, but that seems to be an entirely league-generated name. Of Same, course, it totally yeah, is. Whereas the Cascadia totally is. isn't league-generated, and that's – there is a difference between the two names. Now, Absolutely. If there's any point in getting too hat up about it, I mean, I'll pay my 25 bucks to join a Timbers Army and whatever they want to do with that $25 is entirely up to them. If it's hiring IP lawyers, then fine. Um, but I think they need to understand that when you play with the league like MLS, and, you know, any major league is going to protect itself and it's going to assume that intellectual property of that type belongs to that. Because there's no way the Cascade Cup would have got anywhere near the press it has without all three teams being in MLS. And, um, and, and as I've said many times on Twitter, <laughs> it, it is much better that MLS owns the trademark than, some, than the AHL, uh, some other farm hockey league, or, or the Pacific Coast League in baseball. Right. It's much better that MLS own it than one of those leagues, which could have happened in a heartbeat, and you never know. All I'm saying is, if I see one more chick with a freaking Betty Page hairdo that's dyed blue... And a fucking star tattoo on the base of her neck, complaining about Cascadia Cup being stolen from her. Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, just shut up. Will you, will you make if you see that again? Will you make that your Twitter avatar just for the day? Yes. Thank you. But you know what I mean. It, it, it's maybe it's me being an old man, cynical. <coughs> you know, get over Excuse your flannel. Me. Get over your flannel. Take your suspenders off. Look at the real world through real eyes. This this was coming a long way away. It's a money making venture. That's all it is. It is surprising that nobody at any of Timber's Army or the you forgot Empire you forgot pork pie hats and skinny jeans. If you want to just lay that blanket. Oh 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 oh! And olive drab sweaters with the stripes across them. Don't forget those. Don't forget your cards those. and letters too. <laughs> at the art SC school uniform. I see beater lights. Um. Next week. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it this week. I want to talk about it next week. The uh, the women's league is back. Yes, they are. Yes, they Women. are. Am I allowed to say <laughs> what? That's not actually. I don't. I don't care. What are you allowed to say? What? Okay. <laughs> That's just my my expression of. How can you not care about league. women's soccer? I like watching it when it's to, you know when it's international stuff. You almost I said just, topless. 
I didn't say that. Actually. I like it when it's top of. Uh, no. That's what I, heard. no, I wanted to say top level. Oh. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. Very uh, cool. nicely done. Um, I just worry that this league's not going to last. Same thing as WPS and WPSL before it, and I think with only eight teams, I think they need to have more than that. And I just, I just don't know whether there's the money in it to support a professional league in this country. Well, um, here's here, here's the thing. here's what remains to be seen. One, what are their salaries going to be? Uh, uh, WPS well, the drafts are like twenty five grand, I think. Some of the W WUSA and WPS both went way overboard with salaries. Now, that's not saying that they were even MLS level salaries, but for the organization and the way they were set up, they went overboard with salaries. They weren't sustainable. They were not sustainable. Yeah. So it remains to be seen. And, and now with uh, uh, the Canadian Soccer Federation or whoever they are, you know, I don't know, the Beavers, whatever they call themselves up there, uh, with, with, with uh, the Mexican Soccer Federation and, and, and U.S. soccer, actively participating and helping pay some salaries of national team players, that will really help to offset some of the costs. And that will keep the base salaries down, you know, the average salary down, which can only benefit the league. They've got to secure sponsors that have a wider range than just sports. You know, Puma being the kit sponsor and main sponsor of WPS was great. That was phenomenal. But you're relying solely on a sports market brand to carry your league. You got to get AT&T. You got to get Coca-Cola or Pepsi. You got to get IBM, whoever you can get in there to, you know, huge corporate sponsorships, even if they're not paying huge corporate sponsor money, you've got to get that name out there for the branding. So, you know, I loved WPS. I loved watching them play because I'll tell you what, man, those women, they played harder, I can honestly say, than half the MLS teams. They play harder they, than most men. I just played, didn't think it was, it was, I thought it was a shame that, they were only getting, you know, two thousand for most of the time. I didn't. I didn't like Absolutely. the fact they were playing on college football grounds. And I realised that they were in a similar position to MLS when MLS first started. And if you look where MLS is now compared to where it was seventeen years ago, it's phenomenal. And I think that they're doing the right thing to start small. Um, I just find it quite difficult to care about it. And if that makes me a horrible person, then so be it. No, it doesn't make you. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, there's other things that make you a horrible person. Well, yeah, that's fair enough. Legitimate things I don't mind about. The eight people locked in your basement, that's what makes you a horrible person. I had to let one go. She wasn't well. Okay. Where's Amber? Oh, I don't know. She's in the other rooms. But, I mean, you know, I, I loved watching WPS, mostly because it was more football on Sunday for me to watch. I loved that. I love watching. You know what? I cannot watch Megan Rapinoe play enough. I she love that woman. She yeah. is just to watch her play, man. The joy in her face when she when she scores or has a great assist. Just her tenacity. Oh my God! I wish I could have that in anything in my life. Um, she scored today, actually, for Leo. Yep. She is just phenomenal in every way, shape, and form. I. You know what? Uh, yeah. Bring it on, man. Bring it on. I can't see it. I can't w- wait to watch him play. <coughs> I actually, I just want to say that it's not that I don't like women's football. When the World Cup was on, I, I thought that was the best international tournament I've seen for probably 10, 15 years. I thought it was brilliant. I just don't know if there's the market to support a professional league yet, and that's why I'm glad they're starting small. But I'm going to find it very difficult to be 
invested in it, should we say. Your, your, your apprehension is more based on the fact you might be let down in nine months. I've been burned before, Mark, is what I'm saying. I, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, next week, we'll talk about the uh, the uh, Reserve League being folded into the uh, USL. USL. We'll get some more information about that as well. Yeah. Uh, anything you guys want to uh, plug or put out there before I go to the plugs? Live, breathe football. Uh, no. Always, baby. Live, breathe football. Check us out. Buy some shirts. Hey, they got that prize, didn't they? That's brilliant. From Sorry? FedEx. They got the we, grand prize from FedEx. That was excellent. No, we, did, we didn't win the grand prize. You got the second prize there, didn't you? We won one, one of five first place five. prizes. Which was? Uh, I can't say. Uh, but it was sizable. It's nice. It's wonderful. It helps. You can't say it's on their website. No, then go look it up. Um, <laughs> it was it was a very nice cash prize, and it helps. Uh, Aboon's working on some really great things right now. Um, watch for us uh, in February. Uh, I think we need like our own like something, either a sweatshirt or something for whenever we cover these games. Okay, I'll get. I'll, where you just tell me what you want, I'll get it for you. Tend to work on something Talker United related. You can Wikipedia. What? <laughs> where? Huh? Huh? Yeah, because I, I I love the shirts that they have, and and they I have I have one hoodie, and it's great. But most of the people they feature aren't people I'm interested in. So well, okay, so you, you want send dude seriously send me. I will. Email, I, I, I will like be speaking to, to you again soon. Yeah, we'll have we'll have a boon on, and we'll we'll talk, man. Because I'll tell you what, that cat has a mind that is just amazing. His ability to draw and conceptualize. The designs are brilliant. They really are very. I good. mean, that messy shirt. <laughs> that messy shirt. Oh, I, I got it. I'm looking at it. And I go to put it on, and I flip it up, and the shirt blouse is open. I see the back of it at the very bottom, and it's got quotes about Messi printed right. inside the shirt on the bottom. Brilliant. The um, play till the end shirt. Oh, that I was that one. beautiful. You know, I mean, Aboon is all over it. He's got some pants he's working on now. I'm working on a couple of things. I'm going to pitch to him. Uh, but we talked the other day on the phone, and man, this kid. He is just, I'm so, so excited and proud to be a part of this. And very literally a kid, all of 22 years old. Yeah. I mean, this is coming from a 43-year-old. He is, he's just amazing. I could not ask to be a part of a better company right now. This guy is just, him and Dom are just all over it, man. We, you know what, I'm looking forward to 2013. It's going to be a great year for uh, us. LiveBreatheFootball.com. That's F-U-T-B-O-L.com. You can follow it at uh, LBFootball. At LB Football on Twitter, um, and then uh, Chris, anything for you? Uh, around the league, we'll be returning in three or four weeks' time. We're going to have some team previews. Uh, yeah, nice email, also, by the way. Yeah, I thought you might like that. There's also a new website coming up, um, so check that out at atlcsrn.com. It'll be up as soon as I finish making it, which could be a couple of weeks because I haven't started yet. Um, so yeah, looking forward to the new season. I mean, I know it's a small off season, really got ninety days, but I think everyone's looking forward to the new year. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that just great? Yeah, it's just fan. I mean, you know, I'm quite happy watching Premiership every now and again, but I really miss me some MLS. Isn't that weird? 
Is it, it is weird because if you told me this 60 years ago, you're going to be sitting in January wishing to wishing for Dallas, Colorado to start. I'd be right. like, you, you've smoked something. And I can, you, can you have used another team? Why? What? Why was that? For but uh, but uh, also here. But also think about this. This strikes me every Sunday morning when I wake up or Saturday morning. That okay, yeah, my season is over. The galaxy are done for the year. Wait, United's on today. <laughs> Barcel Barcelona's playing it too. Holy crap! I've got year-round football, man. Year I don't get football. B in sport. That's, I, don't, I can't watch any of the Barcelona. Games. Yeah, we don't get B in sport on Fives, which is frustrating. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's oh yeah. It is, and it is incredible. Um, even I mean, I've been here for six and a half years. When I first started watching football here, there was Fox Soccer, and there was one game a week, maybe. And it's incredible the amount of, of coverage there is now wall to wall. And it's not just European feeds. It's people, you know, Americans covering the game and covering it really well and writing about it really well. And, okay, there's Edwin Alder too. But, you know, it's not all bad. Um, yeah, and, and I think... And, it, and like, Al, like Allison just said in the chat room, that was the point I was getting to. Major League Baseball ends. There's nothing else to watch. Throwball ends. There's nothing else to watch. Well, the thing with baseball, is, there's nothing to watch when it's on. Exactly, but you know, yeah, <laughs> you know well, what why, I'm saying. Why is the baseball? That's, I mean, during the baseball season, you always find something else to watch. I would think that would just be the same thing in the off season. Right, but I'm saying for baseball fans, oh. baseball fans, right. you know, you when it's it's over, you can't, you know, except there's nothing else to watch, man. You you have to wait till pitchers and catchers report in February. Yep, you know. I mean, this is – I cannot tell you how over the moon I am to be a, a soccer fan because I have my Galaxy all spring, summer, and fall. I've got, I've got United's fall through spring. It's wonderful to have a year-round sport, international, that I can follow, love, feel a part of, and be passionate about. I love it. And it's the World Cup next year. Yeah. Confederations Cup this year, right? Yes, but you're yeah. not going. Mexico are there. But we do have the Gold Cup to look forward to, so great. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I just I just think about that, and I just, I'm so happy. And, yeah, it's stocking. <coughs> the off season is now 90 days. Just 90 days. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be that long next year or this year, but it's, you know, we have the draft creeping up pretty quickly. You know, they've been and gone, and they've started for preseason, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday, so. Yeah. Uh, no, FC Dallas right. players reported today. Wow. And they have media yeah. day tomorrow. Oh, are you going down to that? No. Oh, if you guys get the no, chance. No, go. no, they're doing, uh, tomorrow's all the, uh, it's not media day, excuse me, it's, they're, they'll get all, all the necessary, uh, uh, marketing pictures and stuff taken for, for, uh, press guide and, and, oh, uh, yeah. stadium stuff like that. For, yeah, for, for kid, all collateral, that kind of crap. Yeah, collaterals. Um, uh, if you get a chance, go to foxsoccer.com and look for the video of uh, our good friend Kayla Knapp doing the U.S. Men's National Team fitness test. That was really good. Actually, I think her and I think it's Adam Serrano next to her to help, you know, doing it as well. So yeah. that, that was that was fun to watch, especially the uh, where, the the the, uh, the vertical, jumpy thing, the vertical yeah. jump test, where she couldn't even touch the bottom peg <laughs> to start. So that was kind of, that was fun. Hey, can I change my oh wow? By the way. Yes. The MLS changed their uniform and jersey font finally. Oh, did they? It's yes. It actually looks pretty good. It's actually really good. As much as I care about it's readable. Fonts. Good. 
You will now you will now be able to read somebody's name with an E and an I and an S in it and be able to discern what those letters are. Okay. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Mark, you were at the Golden Globes last week. Where are you next? Uh, where I do some stuff on the Image Awards for a day or two this week. I then start Grammy prep next Monday. Start loading in the Grammys on February 1st. Go straight through till February 11th. Uh, shows on the 10th for the Grammys, load out on the overnight into night of the 11th, and then I start the Oscars on February 12th. Show day of the Oscars is February 24th. Look at that. Look at that. Well, I made an omelet today, so it's pretty I was going to say, <laughs> what are you doing, jerk off? Wow, I don't think I can do good. No, I was talking to myself, actually. Uh, All right, let's get the plugs done real quick, and uh, we'll let everybody get out of here. We'll thank everybody that's what Rain time. Rooney said. What the? <laughs>
but she she's like I I get positioned backstage at the Globes in case something happens <laughs> on stage. I can run out and fix it really quick. So I have to stand there in my tux doing nothing for hours. Right. And they all walk past me to go to the to the green room before they present. All the winners come past. And she walked out in this little dress and a little baby bump. And she just looked gorgeous. It was amazing. Oh, my goodness. So there you go. You Kristen know, what? I will never forget one of the very first tweets that I ever got from Mark was that he was at the Golden Globes and he was standing by the Temple Grandin table and didn't see me. That was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I had no idea who Mark was. I was like, what a dick. But now you know him a bit And more, so now yeah. somebody, somebody, asked, somebody asked Mark on Twitter what I was, they were watching something and he, and I wasn't even in the conversation that he, resp- he responded with Temple Grandin and he tagged me in the tweet. I was like, okay, you know. That's... It, was, it was it was Jared with the uh, name that movie quote. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <coughs> so there you go. So yeah. So now every year I watch the Golden Gloves. I'm like, oh, sad face. Yeah, not really. Claire Claire Danes looks so. She's doing she's, okay, isn't she? She's grown up, man. She looks so good. These she looks like a woman finally. You, you gotta know, find she... the Claire Danes face Tumblr where it's all of her reactions. <laughs> that, the from, cry face. Yes, That's from brilliant. Homeland. Yeah. She, yeah, but she she is a woman now. She looks uh, fantastic. Well, wow. and you do too. Thank you. God bless you. I try. All right, guys. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Oh no sweat. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you again to Jeff Katz and the good people at Geek Week. By the way, let's talk about Skinny Bastards. By the way, Jeff Katz at Katz Lives. If you can find him on Facebook, Jeff Katz has gone through a tremendous uh, metamorphosis. He has lost a ton of weight. Good. He is half the man he used to be. He looks great. If you can find him, he's friends with me on Facebook. Uh, go through uh, and send him a kind word. He's been on the treadmill. He's been watching his, you know, just he hit rock bottom. Uh, it's, it kind of seemed like on some personal and business things. And just decided, you know what? I'm going to get in shape. And he looks phenomenal. So, uh, so claps to Jeff Katz as well. Can I end the show with an homage and quote from the Fame TV show? Yes, and then you have to sing us out with oatmeal. I never met amorphosis I didn't like. Yes. Oatmeal, 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 oatmeal.